It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, media member and editor-in-chief over at thunderousintentions.com. Ryland Styles, you can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LOThunderPod. Email the show, LOThunderPod at gmail.com. Watch us on YouTube or any other podcasting platforms that you have and comment anything down below in the YouTube comment section on today's show. We're going to dive into the Thunder getting together for a mini camp and our roster projection 2.0 ahead of the mandatory training camp for OKC and NBA 2K. It just came out. We have the ratings in hand for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Let's start, though, with the roster projection. So what's changed since roster projection 1.0, which happened just after the draft? Well, Chet Holmgren, of course, is out for the season. And so a lot of you are going to ask, does that injury from Chet Holmgren grant the Thunder an additional roster spot this year? No. Despite filing for that disabled player exception, um, exception, the Thunder, if awarded that exception, which they should get awarded that, but if they are awarded that, it doesn't give them a roster spot, just the monetary value in the sense of they can go sign a player that's worth about $4 million dollars. Um, without it really penalizing them in the in the cap or luxury, luxury tax or anything like that. So it's an exception uh, to, to kind of the financial side of things, but you don't get that roster spot. So even without Chet Holmgren playing a single game this year, the Thunder still have to cut their 20-man roster down to 15 NBA deals and two two-way contracts by October 17th. That means the Thunder still must get rid of three standard NBA contracts by October uh, 17th. So where does the roster stand? Well, you have SGA, Josh Giddy, Jalen Williams, Trey Mann, Tail Maldon, Vid Critchie, Lou Dort, Ty Jerome, Usman Jang, Alexei Pokashevsky, Darius Baisley, Jeremiah Rumson Earl, Aaron Wiggins, Kenneth Williams, and Chet Holmgren, as well as Derek Favors, Mike Muscala, Jalen Williams, uh, Eugene Amori, and Lindy Waters. Now, Eugene and Lindy Waters are on two-way deals. So after all that, after those 20 names are listed, who are truly roster cut potential guys, right? Because obviously the Thunder are not going to cut SGA, but they need to find a way to get to this 17 figure by October 17th and cut three standard deals. So what that means is cutting Eugene O'Murray will not do anything. Cutting Lindy Waters will not do anything. It opens up a two-way slot if you want it, but you still need to cut three other guys if, if you cut them. You can cut both of them and still need to cut three other guys. So throw those names out of your out of your stratosphere because let's, let's not worry about if they do some shuffling of the two ways, all right? 
Let's worry about how you get the roster down to a playable standard. The, the, the only real options here for OKC, who is dealing with a more interesting roster cutdown date than a lot of teams are. The only real options are Tail Maldon making $1.9 million, Vid Critchie making $1.5 million, and Ty Jerome making $4.2 million, as well as Derek Favors making $10.1. The Thunder could get creative and could kind of look to trade Darius Baisley because he's entering the last year of his deal, and Sam Presti typically does not let guys hit restricted free agency, and he still to this point has not signed him to an extension. But that's just really thinking outside the box and really getting creative. I just don't think that they're going to do in actuality. Would I just be floored? Would I be toppled over if this happened? No, but I don't expect it by any means. I think that Darius Baisley will begin the season as a Thunder and trying to, of course, reshape his image heading into this you know this contract year and, and heading into free agency next year. So, yeah, Baisley's a creative option. But other than those five options... Maldon, Critchie, Jerome, Favors, Baisley. Other than those five options, anything else would absolutely stun me. I'm going to go ahead and throw that Baisley one out the window, and let's just narrow it down to these the core four. Maldon, Critchie, Jerome, and Favors. My question here is on what's changed, the context behind what's changed. Does Derek Favors now have a more valuable role without Chet Holmgren on the floor? So does Favors increase his on-floor value without Chet Holmgren? Look, I'm not sold on that because I think that if you just looked one for one, Favors is a better player right now, of course, than Jalen Williams. I think if you look one for one, Favors is probably a better option um, than what you have. But long-term... Would you rather give a boatload of minutes to Jalen Williams at the center position, who you just drafted in the second round this year, or give it to Derek Favors? So on the floor, we can go back and forth. I lean that this injury does not change the perception of him on the, on the floor. I don't think that this injury just means you absolutely need to keep Derek Favors for a on-the-floor reason. But we can go back and forth on that, You know, however you see fit with Favors' on-floor production. Where I think that this injury changes things is off the floor. If Chet Holmgren was healthy and he was able to play and then you had your center spot looking like Chet Holmgren needs minutes, JRE needs minutes, you're probably going to sneak Baisley some some center minutes as you did last year. Uh, Mike Muscala on the roster, you know, going to have him some minutes. And then, of course, you know, Jalen Williams from, from Arkansas. That lineup right there, that, that that kind of bulk of bigs allows you to to move on from favors easily, especially whenever you can just wipe away his $10 million this year and not have to you know stretch it over a few years or whatever, just get out of it now. But I wonder if, because of this injury, it has a lingering impact on favors, not because of what he can do on the floor, not because of you know needing him to play minutes necessarily. Of course, he's going to play some. But not that you're leaning on him more as a bigger role as a player, but I think that it matters more for Chet Holmgren. And now, we'll never know the true value of this, but I do wonder, when Chet Holmgren now can only improve by asking questions and can only improve by watching film and can only improve by mental repetition and can only improve by figuring out what's what in the NBA, again, asking those kind of questions, well, that's the only way he can improve this year 
besides, of course, lifting some weights you know, with his upper body, um, shooting off of one foot, whatever. That's the only tangible way that he can get he can get a lot better just right now before he gets any healthier at all. With all that being said, yes, the coaching staff is there. Yes, the coaching staff is great. Uh, but some guys learn better from people who they deem as kind of peers, of course, who are on their same level. And I wonder if those questions being asked to Derek Favors instead of being asked to who? Who would you ask if you're Chet Holmgren? You're, if, if you wave Derek Favors... Chet Holmgren's resource as a big who's been around the block of the NBA and seen a lot of things to get better. His resource is Mike Muscala, and that's it. Whereas, you know, if you if you do away with three of your projects and don't keep one, then you have another option for him, who a guy who's been drafted high in the NBA. Like there, we we forget because Derek Favors is not some superstar all star guy, but Derek Favors understands. You know, pressure. Derek Favors understands what it's like to to be a guy that is looked upon to help a team get over the hump in the playoffs or help a team transform their roster. He was picked third overall in 2010. Like he he he's been there, done that. Like he he has experienced things that Chet Holmgren will experience. The positivity, the negativity, everything. So I wonder if having a guy like that, having a guy like that, kind of matters for Chet Holmgren off the floor. And is that more valuable, having a guy to explain those scenarios to Chet Holmgren? Is that more valuable than the shot in the dark that maybe Vic Critchie becomes a player? Maybe Tim Maldon figures it out. Maybe Ty Jerome does something. Derek Favors also tweeted out on uh, August 28th that these past three years have been an experience, uh, a, a great learning experience, super motivated. That's what he tweeted out. He said that, you know, super motivated was the, was the ending of that tweet doesn't sound like a guy who's been told he's off the roster, right? Does not sound like a guy who's been told he's going to get moved. And again, we're going to debate this for the next three, four weeks until we get our answer. But ultimately, we're talking about an end-of-rotation guy and a guy who will get a lot of DNPs. Like, even without Chet Holmgren, there are still not enough minutes to go around. You still have a ton of guys who you need to get on the floor. So, even if you waive Derek Favors, there's no guarantee that Vic Kretschy or Tamalan or Ty Drummond will work out, number one. Number two, you don't really have the pathway to get them on the floor a lot to, to figure things out. Now, you do later on in the season, of course, but right now, whenever everyone's healthy and everyone's, you know, we're, we're trying to figure out how they get their feet wet in the NBA and gel together, there's not a lot of minutes to go around. So what's more valuable? Ty Jerome being the one at the end of your bench or Derek Favors, who can actually help your number two overall pick in the film room and help him grow as a player? What is more valuable? And maybe it is the shot in the dark. Maybe it is, you know, I'd rather see if Vic Critchie can become a 12th man than see if Derek Favors can help Chet Holmgren grow in the film room. I'd rather see if Taylor Maldon can become a eighth man as a backup point guard than see if... Derek Favors can help Chet Holmgren grow. My projection, though, as it stands right now, the cuts are Vid Critchie, Ty Jerome, and Tim Allen. That's my prediction. We'll see if that comes true. We'll see if that's how it aligns with the Thunder. But the change here is I actually think that Favors has a lot of value the more you think it out than not. Like, obviously... 
I think that he's a better player than Jalen Williams right now. So you do have an upgrade at one position. Also, what I just laid out there was his emotional role, mental role with your prize possession in Chet Holmgren. I want to say right now, though, about our good friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a fantastic protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON15, get 15% off of your next order. Folks, if you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor. Are you ready for this? Delicious, indulgent cookie dough covered in chocolate. That's right. Built has done it again. Let me introduce you. Let me introduce you to this incredible flavor, cookie dough chunk puffs. They have a light, chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks, and of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. All the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it, plus, it's healthy for you. Cookie dough chunk puffs are only 160 calories and have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. Run to built.com to snag a box for yourself, the family. It'll be the perfect treat for you. And honestly, you're going to be looking for a good hiding spot because you're going to want them all for yourself. Go check out BuiltBar.com right now with the Cookie Dough Chunk Puffs covered 100% real chocolate. Check it out today. Cookie Dough Puff Chunks, Built.com, promo code LOCK15, 15% off of your next order. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back on the Locked On Thunder podcast. On the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. And yes, we're back every single day, five days a week from now on, until the end of the regular season, until the end of the draft, until the end of the free agency, until the end of the summer league, till the end of uh, you know next July. We're back to five days a week, so subscribe right now wherever you get your podcast from, including on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, comment whatever you want down below. In fact, right now, comment if you're a coffee person or not a coffee person down below on YouTube. But I want to thank you again for making us your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Thunder basketball. Now let's talk about, after the roster projections, let's talk about that the team got together this this week for a mini camp. So this happens around the NBA. Like Around the NBA, teams oftentimes will get together before training camp to have a mini camp, and uh, it's typically led by your best player. The Lakers, LeBron holds one, et cetera, et cetera. This one was led by SGA. And they got together with the guard whisperer, who's a great player develop, uh, developmental, you know, coach. And he he works with a lot of NBA guys. Worked with Shea for like the last three off seasons, I think it is now. Just according to social media, uh, fourteen players attended though, led by SGA. Mark Dagnon attended with along with Chip England and other members of the coaching staff. Other NBA players were there as well, obviously. But it was a very Thunder centric run, of course, because fourteen of their players attended this this camp. Um, everyone except for Vic Critchie. Derek Favors, Tim Allen, Mike Muscala, and Ty Jerome were there. Do with that what you will. Um, of course, Tim Allen's had a, had a very um, you know lengthy summer playing in the FIBA tournaments, and Vic Critchie, of course, with Eurobasket, and then Favors and, and Muscala as veterans who, you know, you kind of know the deal at this point, and 
we just talked about, you know, favors versus outlook with the roster. Even if you make the roster, like these mini camps don't truly do much for you because like, you're not going to be asked to, to, to play a ton of minutes with these guys or anything like that. Like the workload just is not going to be there. And they're going to get enough time to gel with these young players from September 27th through then the 19th, whenever the season starts. So I think that it's fine that they weren't there. Uh, I wouldn't read too much into it, but 14 players being there is a big deal along with the coaching staff. And the biggest deal in this is that, the, is that Chip England was there and it looked like Josh Giddy's jump shot was altered. I don't want to look too much into that because of course it's a YouTube video, small sample size on the cut up clips, but it looked altered a bit. We'll see. It looks like Chip England's going to get to work in a hurry, uh, but Usman Jing drink, drink some theories. The big takeaway for me was that Wiggins and Jalen Williams were just incredible and SGA was uncordable. But speaking of SGA, as we continue to hear the national media pushing this, oh, what if SGA gets disgruntled? What if SGA wants to leave? How long can SGA uh, withstand the, the losing and the tanking and the sitting? Folks, non-injury-related sitting for SGA has been like 10 games in the last two years. So it's it's been injury-related. He's been hurt. Like, he didn't play in in, in uh, Team Canada last year, even though he desperately wanted to and has talked last year, this year, the year before, how important it is to play for Team Canada. He didn't get to play last year because he had plantar fasciitis. This year, he got hurt. He came back. You know, and then, of course, uh, what happened at the end of the season? Like, the Thunder will probably not compile a lot of wins this year because it's just bad luck. You don't have Chet Holmgren, and you're still a young team. I think that we always look for the negative, and we always look for... Um, even not even the negative, just what fits what we want to talk about and what we want to push. And especially in small markets, we kind of forget what there is to be offered. Like how could anyone want to be in OKC or how could anyone be in Utah or, or, you know, wherever. There's something to be said, especially for what it appears a guy like Shea likes. Like it looks like Shea likes to be him, as he has said, on the floor and off of it and the way that he carries himself. There's something to be said for being one of 30 guys who are elite faces of the franchise, who, who who can do no wrong in the eyes of their fan base, who carry the team to new heights, and who is the man. Look, hope Chet Holmgren, Chet Holmgren pans out, hope Josh Giddy pans out, hope whoever you draft in this year pans out. No matter what they do, short of just being, you know, Wilt Chamberlain or whoever the all-time great you want to say, short of that, we're all going to be emotionally attached to SGA and kind of give him that number one push. Now, not to divide the fan base or anything like that, but it's just going to be Shea's team as long as he's on the team. Uh, obviously, certain certain segments of the fan base, like if you're if you're an Australian viewer, you think it's Josh Giddey's team because that's, that's your guy. But in general, it's Shea's team. And there's something to be said for that, especially for a guy who wants that. Kevin Durant didn't want it. He said as much. He has said he doesn't want to be a leader. He doesn't want to be the guy that everyone turns to for that rah-rah speech. He doesn't want to be the guy uh, that has that kind of uh, accountability solely on him. He, he didn't want to be the face of the franchise in that sense. It appears SGA does. And you see that with connecting mini camps like this and, and, and with what, you know, the verbiage he uses on the floor and off of it. And, and I think that that's a really good selling point that he's the guy here. If he demands a trade and goes somewhere else or walks somewhere else, look at that Kevin Durant walk to Golden State. You couldn't have a better run with, a, with an organization than Kevin Durant had with, with Golden State, not even Golden State Warrior fans give him a ton of credit for that or give him a ton of flowers for that or hold him as some Warriors legend. 
right? It's Steph, Clay, Draymond. There's something to be said for being the face, for being the guy, especially if, and here's the thing, especially if you believe the organization that you're in, that you're the face of, is heading in the right direction. If you have communication, if you have trust, if you have if you have that bond with the front office, with the coaching staff, and they keep you in the loop, and they keep doing moves that you like, and you're on the same page, what does it matter if you live in Oklahoma for 41 nights out of the year? What does it matter? You still can go live in Canada for half the year. L.A., New York. It hasn't stopped him from missing Fashion Week, right? He's, he's been on Fashion Week. He's been playing for his home country. He's He's been in commercials and billboards and has a shoe deal and has his fashion. Like, he has everything he wants. He just lives in Oklahoma for 41 days of the year. Now, obviously, they play 41 home games, but so he's in there longer than that. But stay with me here, right? Yes, Oklahoma is his home for some of the year for work, but... He still can go other places and, and do other things and, and kind of be a superstar in this day and age from Oklahoma. Right in Oklahoma City, he can be a superstar. There's something to be said for him conducting this mini camp and putting it together and, and feeling like the leader and, you know, just, again, being the face. And, and is that the end all be all? Is that going to be the difference in keeping him here the sixth year after the fifth year? No, not necessarily. But it's just one little chip on the table, right? The national media likes to push all their chips all in in the poker game. Now, I don't play poker, so this might be a bad analogy. I don't know. But the national media likes to have their cards in their hands and say, uh, we want we want SGA to, to go to New York or to go to a big market. So let's push all of our chips in and say, he doesn't like OKC. He doesn't like the small market. He wants to get out of there. Well, the, well, the, the counterplay to that for OKC is we can give you all of this. We can give you being the face of the franchise, we can give you communication with our front office. We can give you the keys. We can give you the tools. And by all accounts, the Thunder have a great relationship with their players, current players, and sets you up as best they can after your playing days are over. Now, will a guy like SGA need that? No. But if you wanted to, be a front office member, be a coach, whatever. The Thunder are more than willing to hire those guys. And they did it again today. They hired another uh, former player, DJ uh, uh, Gosh, I can't think of his name. But they hired another player today. I'll get that for you right now. But there's something to be said for being the face of the franchise and being the guy, uh, uh, even if it's in OKC. And it seems like SGA wants to be that guy. It seems that way. Uh, DJ White was the player that they hired today as a video analyst. Um, he was a part of the inaugural Thunder team. Really, really good guy. Now, I want to talk about these 2K ratings. I want to talk about what the... Thunder ratings mean and say about the team, even though it might be viewed as a silly conversation, why it matters coming up. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you again for making Locked On Thunder your first listen every single morning, every single day. Now, for your second listen, go check out the Locked On Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022. An eight-episode extravaganza getting you ready for the NFL season. The local experts on the NFL podcast network, Lockdown Podcast Network, 
plus the betting angle from the Sterling of Lockdown Bets, all combining into one ultimate NFL preview. Just search right now, Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever else you get your podcast from. So 2K came out, and that's very exciting because it's a fun game to play despite its many flaws. And with that comes a new batch of ratings. Now, if you're going to say, whoa, I've already seen this last week. No, 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 no. You didn't. You didn't. That website was reflecting 2K22 ratings. There are some changes and additions and everything like that. So the big change is last week, everyone was touting around how SGA is in 88. He comes in at 87 in the actual game. Actually, game, you put it up right now, you play a game online, which I did with OKC, and I won. I'm going to know in NBA 2K, nobody can beat me. If you want to try, at me on Twitter, at Ryland underscore Styles. SGA, 87 overall. Josh Giddy, 82 overall. Nice little jump for Josh Giddy as an 82 overall. He's at the 2K event. He's a he's an actual gamer. If you didn't know, he plays 2K a lot. Uh, and uh, you can see that on, on his social medias. 82 overall. Then there's a lot of disrespect for OKC, which is expected. Now, Lou Dort being a 77, personally, should he be in that 80 tier? Yes, um, but whatever. The thing I the thing I understand, but wish was different, is Chet Holmgren being 77. He's behind Paul Bencaro. He's behind Jabari Smith Jr. Look, if Chet Holmgren was not hurt, wouldn't really care because they do this every year, right? They rate these rookies kind of low. That way, as the season progresses... They can upgrade their rating. They can give them, you know, the boost and kind of sell it as, hey, in our roster update today, Chet Holmgren went up five overalls because he's been balling out in uh, in the regular season. You won't get that for Chet Holmgren. But he's a 77. What can you do? Should he be behind Jabari Smith? No, not in my opinion, but it is what it is. Kenneth Williams is a uh, 76. Basie's a 76. Favors is a 75. Trey Mann's a 75. Poku's a 75, a little higher than I thought Poku would be, honestly, that is 75. Muscala's a 76, Jerry's a 73, Wiggins is a 73. Here's another standout to me. Jeremiah Robinson Earl and Aaron Wiggins being viewed on the same plane, I think is interesting. Now, you can say what they got right or wrong, but these guys' job is to watch the NBA, evaluate the NBA, and to put a 0 through 99 stamp on them, an evaluation on them. And they came to terms that Jeremiah Robinson Earl and Aaron Wiggins are the same plane, and I think that it goes to show just how good Aaron Wiggins was last year. Because he starts the year as a two-way guy. I think his 2K rating last year was like a 65 or 68. First of all, he wasn't even on the game on day one. Then they added him in real quick uh, afterward. And he's now being viewed as the same as the same plane as a guy who the Thunder traded up for to get in the high 30s. You know, 32 overall pick, traded a couple first, traded a couple second round picks to go get him um, in Jerry. Not a knock on Jerry. I think that Jerry's been fantastic. I think that Aaron Wiggins has been fantastic as well, but it just shows the value OKC got um, with that move at 55 overall. Uh, Ty Jerome, Tim Albon, both 72 overall. Now here's the other point of disrespect for me. The other rookies, Usman Jang, 72. I don't really have a terrible qualm with that one. Jalen Williams to me. The fact that Jalen Williams is a 72 overall to me is crazy. But again, as I said earlier, they do this with rookies every single year. They're going to rate him very low. They're going to bring him back up once he actually plays in the NBA. It's just kind of how it goes. But I I really don't like Williams being a 72. I think his starting rating should be a 74 at the worst. Uh, but 72, okay. Lindy Water, 71. And then the last rookie, Jalen Williams, is a 70 overall. 
honestly, I was surprised by Jalen Williams being 70 of 70 overall. I thought that Jalen Williams would be kind of the Wiggins treatment of 68 as a starter, as a, as a starting out point for him. But 70 overall, nice for him. Fid Critchie is a 70, and Eugene Amore is a uh, 68. So that's the 2K ratings. What do they mean? Not a lot, but it is interesting every year to bring it to your attention of what guys are rated on 2K. Uh, again, the system is 0 through 99 if you don't play 2K. Typically, about 60 overall is so the bottom floor, 99 is the top floor. Uh, it's very hard to get 99. Even Kevin Durant is not 99. But to give you a kind of glimpse upon how they think of SGA, the DeRozan, Levine, those guys are 88 you know, overall. You know, 88 overall for Levine, 88 overall for DeRozan. SGA, 87. So like he's kind of like right there in that range of one good week on those roster updates, and he'll be he'll be viewed in that same ilk. It's just one overall difference. So it's interesting. We'll see how SGA can progress this year if he gets his first all-star nod especially. Uh, but... Thunder are very fun. Thunder will be fun this year, despite the bad news about Chet Holmgren. And I hope that you enjoyed our first or our second roster projection. Let me know down below. Number one, are you a coffee person? Number two, do you like 2K? Do you play 2K? Number three, what are the three players you're cutting this year from this Thunder roster right now? Three guaranteed NBA deals. Let me know all that down below on the YouTube comment section down below or on Twitter at Ryland underscore styles. And until tomorrow, be good and be good to one another. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.